We are glad to make all of our Jcast Network podcasts free for our listeners. However, they are not free to produce and host. Please consider making a donation to Jcast Network to help support our work by visiting jcastnetwork.org slash donate. Thanks for your support. You are listening to A Taste of Romamu, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about Romamu, please visit romumu.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. I caught sight of my reflection. I caught it in the window. Saw the darkness in my heart. I saw the signs of my undoing. They had been there from the start. And the darkness still has work to do. The knotted cords untying. The heated and the holy, all oh, they're sitting there on high, so secure. Everything they're buying. In a few moments, we're going to be entering into the Yizkor, into the prayer of memory, the prayer for those who have passed on. God wanted to create the world. When God wanted to create the world, God had many different scenarios, created many worlds, and then destroyed them all before arriving at this final product. Many options. This world was only the final result of an artist looking and looking and tinkering and trying and then throwing it away. And then finally, here we are, this world. The philosopher Arthur Lovejoy says, you know, that the Greeks had a notion of plenitude. Everything that is, is already as it could and should be. Could it have been differently? It would have been different, but it is already perfect as it is. And we sometimes fall into that place. This world is the world that we were given, says the Midrash, but it isn't finished. It isn't full yet. It isn't complete. The world as it was created in our mythic story, in our creation story, there was room left for us to finish the work. And the heavens and the earth were finished, we say every Friday night as a testimony to the creative process. Even the most powerful creative individual in the world needed a day off. But God wasn't finished with God's work. And God finished creating for us then to do, to do, to do, for us to unfold, to unpack. We live in this one world as if it were completed. As if everything has already been done and whatever is done will be done. So what's another hour of TV? What's another... Ah, oh, we all have lists. Holy men, holy women, 
Sadikim, Sadikot, we all have lists of the ways that we play the game of I have more time. This won't catch up to me. I remember a year ago, last night, standing in front of all of you, or many of you, and we handed out rocks. Do you remember the rocks? What was written on the rocks? Awaken. And I also handed out, remember it was rock paper? What was the papers? It was the Stanford letter writing project where you could go home and write down all the unfinished business you needed to finish tonight because tonight's death night. How many people actually did that? I know. <laughs> that was a lot of wasted paper right there. <laughs> rock wasted paper. Okay. So you notice we didn't hand out any papers today. <clears throat> Who wants to do that work? Come on. Here's an honest, I'm going to ask you an honest question. How many people even thought about the question I asked last time? If you were here last time, how many people thought about the lists? Great. How many people started thinking about the lists and said, you know what, I'm not going to think about it tonight? <laughs> we, we push things down the road. Rock, paper, scissors. The scissors was that we have the power to change that. It wasn't more than two weeks later that someone in our community, a beloved member of our community, lost in a very tragic way a member of their family. And I remember when it happened, I remember thinking to myself, that's the way of it, isn't it? It's the way of it. It's the way of this world is that we have this incredible and important capacity to shut ourselves off from reality. We need to so that we can function. But the reality, of course, is, is that we don't have unlimited time. Even though our labels should be unlimited, we are the limited. The ones with limits. We don't want to think about it when we're young. We certainly don't want to think about it when we're somewhat older. We certainly don't want to think about it when we're a little bit older. We don't want to think about it, but when we start thinking about it, we become hyper-aware of that reality. And then we push it away because we have to function. Mortality sentience does not work well with making coffee in the morning. Thinking about our death. But I can't stop. I'm a little bit obsessive. I think about it all the time. Because I don't want to leave this world with business that isn't finished. Says the Talmud, a person should always do tshuva, should always return one day before they die. The obvious question asks the Talmud, does one actually know the day before they die? Exactly, says the Talmud. So there's no day like today. There's no day like today. Today's the day. And since I already have you here and we've locked the doors. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> We're going to do a little meditation together that should take us about 10 minutes or so. Because I don't trust that if I ask you to go home and do it, you're going to do it. So I want you to do it here. 
So everybody get relaxed. Not too relaxed. We don't want you falling asleep. Sit up if you can in your chair. But relax yourself. I ask you to close your eyes. And as you settle in, allow yourself to hear the sounds around the room. Don't push anything away. Don't push the sound away. Just hear it and note. Whatever sounds come, whatever sounds are present. Ten minutes of being gentle with whatever arises, whatever appears. And as you notice the breath coming in and out of the body, don't try to control the breath. No need to breathe in any particular way. Just let the breath breathe you. Just notice any tension that you're holding in your body that might have been under the radar until this moment. Maybe your shoulders, maybe your belly. There's nothing mystical, nothing esoteric. Just noticing what you're feeling right now. Your skin, your knees, physical sensations in the body that you notice. And begin to reflect for a moment on what the word forgiveness might mean. What is forgiveness? What might it be to bring forgiveness into your mind and into your heart? So begin by slowly bringing into your heart and mind the image of someone for whom you have some resentment. Gently allow a picture, a feeling, a sense of them to gather here in your mind, in your heart. And gently now invite them into your heart, just for this moment. Notice whatever fear or anger may arise to limit or deny the entrance and soften gently. Don't force anything, just an experiment. What is it like to invite that person into your heart? And if you feel comfortable, only if you feel comfortable and only you know, experimenting with silently whispering in your heart, I forgive you. I forgive you. I forgive you for whatever pain you may have caused me in the past, intentionally or unintentionally. Through your words, your thoughts, your actions, 
in whatever way you may have caused me pain, I forgive you. Let yourself feel that for even a moment there might be some spaciousness there in the heart, some softening. If any walls or curtains of resentment might appear, let them go. If that's okay, try letting them go. I forgive you. I forgive you. For whatever you may have done that caused me harm and pain, whether it was intentional or unintentional, I forgive you. I forgive you. And allow that person to be there in the radiance and the warmth of that, of that giving, of that extension, of that generosity and powerful vulnerability. I forgive you. Now, if you're ready and if you feel comfortable and that person that you've brought into your heart-mind, you feel them, see them, if you feel that that is done or resolved for the moment, you can allow that to move, allow them to leave. And for the next two minutes, invite another person in, another person that you may have work to do around forgiveness with them. And see what comes up. I forgive you. I forgive you. For whatever harm or pain you may have caused me, whether intentionally or unintentionally, I forgive you. forgive you. And as you breathe into your heart and allow whomever is there now to be to be let out, allow them to leave the heart as you now bring to mind someone who has a resentment towards you. Gently allowing your mind and heart, the image, the sense of someone who has that resentment for you into your heart, someone whose heart is closed towards you. And notice whatever limits their entrance into your heart, what, what blocks their way. 
I'm not letting you in. And see if you can gently soften that. Someone who has anger towards you or clothes towards you. And as you mercifully invite them into your heart, I invite you to say these words to them. I ask your forgiveness. Please forgive me. I'm sorry. I ask your forgiveness. Please forgive me. I'm sorry. And notice the quality of your own body and your heart as you ask for forgiveness. What is, what's happening? What's there? Are there obstacles? Are there, are there impediments? Are you saying no? Are there judgments? I ask you to let me back into your heart. I ask you to let me back into your heart. I ask that you forgive me whatever I may have done in the past that might have caused you pain intentionally or unintentionally through my words, my actions, even my thoughts. I ask your forgiveness. And now allow yourself to be touched by their forgiveness. Feel them giving you a place in their heart again. Allow their forgiveness and their mercy to touch you. See what that feels like. I ask your forgiveness for whatever and in however I may have caused you pain in the past through my anger, through my lust, through my fear, my ignorance, my blindness, my doubt, my confusion. I am so sorry. I ask that you let me back into your heart. And now let it be, allow yourself to feel forgiven. into your heart now. Invite in a sense of wholeness, a sense of love for yourself, for your own process, for your own heart. And if you feel comfortable turning to your own tender heart inside, maybe seeing yourself as a very frail or fallible or young or flawed human, what would it look like to invite yourself into your own heart, to forgive yourself for the ways in which you have neglected yourself, the ways that you have ignored yourself, for the actions, the thoughts, and the, the speech that you've used against yourself.
and allow yourself to feel forgiven, to feel that place of, I forgive you. I'm sorry, I forgive you.